What's going on, guys, and welcome to the first ever episode of Owl Weekly, brought to you by NerdWide.com. This is, I'm your host, JT, followed by my co-host and NerdWide founder, Tyler Haynes. Hey, everybody. Welcome. All right, so what we're, what we're going to talk about on these episodes is um, pretty much everything Overwatch League, which is the professional esports organization for Overwatch the game. It was started by Blizzard Entertainment. This season will be the first season of the league. The good old inaugural. And we're going to have 12 teams this year, and each team paid $20 million to get in on a, on this league. So this league I is didn't even looking know like was... some serious money. Really? I had no idea. I didn't know they had to pay to get into it. Yeah, it was. I've, I, that's what got me interested was because if if you having to spend that kind of money to get into a to a professional esports league, you know that the league is going to be good and that like Blizzard's not just going to not let it be successful. That's right. a, that's too much money to be getting involved into a game. We're not talking about buying a like a League of Legends team for a couple million dollars. I mean, that makes sense with a lot of these owners that we have for some of these teams. Oh. Yeah, like, like I know we've got some that are, uh, like the Patriots owner. He, you know, he's got a team, mm-hmm. and then uh, I've know for a fact that the Outlaws was co is co owned by uh, the same one of the guys that co owns the Rangers, I believe. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right, so, so what we're gonna do here is now we're gonna kind of just go into the twelve teams we've got. Since I mean, this is the first. This is we're really in preseason. The season starts this week. Yep. All right, and uh, the two, the twelve teams are split up six in uh, six and six in two divisions. We've got a Pacific division and an Atlantic division. We're going to start with the Pacific division first. In that, in the Pacific division, we have L.A. Valiant, the Dallas Fuel, the L.A. Gladiators, the San Francisco Shock, Seoul Dynasty, and the Shanghai Dragons. And then in the Atlantic Division, we have Boston Uprising, Florida Mayhem, the Houston Outlaws, the London Spitfire, New York Excelsior, and the Philadelphia Fusion. Now, we can already see where some some rivalries are going to immediately kind of sh- match up. I mean, you got two LA, LA teams. teams yeah. You got also a San Francisco team in there, so you got really three California teams. You've got two Asian teams. The Asian, the Asian market is notoriously um, for their rivalries. Yep, I can all see like big games coming out of that one. Yes, and then you got uh, you got Houston and Dallas, which Houston and Dallas both are owned by Optic Gaming and Envious, which is a which is a rival in Call of Duty. So I mean, it's a rivalry that's already been in the making. Now, isn't the so LA Valiant? They're my favorite team as far as specific, and probably my my. You know how like everyone's got like their number one teams and like their second team they mainly support. Yeah. So I know LA Valiant's gonna be my first team, and then Boston Uprising my second, even though they are owned by the uh, by the Patriots owner. But uh, those are my two teams I picked. I know Valiant is owned by Immortals. Immortals. And a lot of the the roster from already immortal players, so that's I'm sure that's going to play a part into it because aren't they like Envious, Immortals, Optic, uh, Cloud Nine? A lot of these people have already been in the esports divisions, like in other games, you know. And I'm, I'm excited to see how their Overwatch teams are going to play out this season, especially since I 
you know, well, I just found out that the twenty million buy-in. Yeah, I mean, there, there's some teams that got in. As far as I'm surprised, I'm honestly surprised to see that Faze didn't try to jump in. I don't know if maybe they had an issue getting funding. Mm. I know a lot of these uh, professional esports organizations had to go out and find uh, funding outside of their teams because um, no no esports has that kind of money just on hand. Right. So, uh, but it's it's surprising that we don't have some of these other um, big name esports jumping in. I don't know if they purposely wanted to hold it to twelve for the inaugural season, and we'll see a maybe an expansion later on, or if it, that's just all they could get. Hmm. I wonder if I wonder at the end of this is because isn't it the at the very end of this is it what's the prize of money? Is it a million? Uh, the the winning team at the end, the world champion, gets a million dollars. Hmm. And then second place. Player. No, that's for the one the team. The one team, okay. Yeah. So obviously, uh, you can, uh, if you have less, if you have less team members, obviously you're going to make more money. But having more team members also helps you be able to play to strengths and weaknesses of yeah, the rotate other. Yeah. People out and now, and I thought the, something that was really interesting about this one, and I don't know if like other. Uh, esports organizations as far as like the games and competitive scene but for owl they're all of their players they have to sign like a contract and like they get salary fifty thousand dollars and they get insurance they get benefits and i thought that was one of the coolest things i don't know if like optic for instance they do that for their cwl um teams yeah that's um, um most most professional gaming gamers that are in uh, these major teams that even are getting salaries and I mean, oh, they're not, okay. they're not getting not paid. Um, I just, I was assuming like they get paid off of royalties and stuff like that. No, no, no. They all get, they all get some form of a salary. I mean, oh, obviously awesome. you're going to make more or less depending on how popular the team is because um, they, you know, how the teams get paid, you know, based off of sat off of sponsorships and merch sales. So the the more popular teams in this case have more money to spend. It's almost kind of like baseball. The bigger market teams are going to have more money to right. throw around. I don't. I didn't see anything. I don't know if there's any kind of salary cap or or, or any. I know there's a minimum of fifty thousand, yeah. but I don't. I don't know if we're going to ever see any caps. I don't think we'll ever see any like crazy contracts in esports for a while. You're not going to see players making you know five or six million dollars a year. No, at least not in this uh, North American market. Like, I know the esports is bigger, like, over in South Korea and China and stuff like that. It's not as big as it is here. Well, I mean, we're not as big as they are overseas and stuff. But I'm curious to see how this league goes. You know, especially, like you said earlier, we've got three different Asian teams. I wonder if that's going to help bring a fan base over to our esports in this league or – or what it's going to take for esports to basically take off in America because it's just not. I mean, you know, with the the cable company TBS starting to stream stuff, you know, other than Twitch streaming things, I would. I just want. I want more, more uh, publicity towards esports, and I wonder if this will do it. Yeah, I'm also wondering when uh, ESPN is going to start doing some things. They've got their, you know, they've got their ESPN esports. But you don't really hear about ESPN doing any anything with tournaments or anything. They don't. Right. 
or like they don't even have their own ESPN's got so many channels period and you'd think they I'm sure it'll, it's only going to be like a year or two until we see an ESPN esports channel dedicated to esports you know yeah that or at least a show I could see ESPN doing a show like a like you know how they have their baseball show and they've got their various just football focused shows on top of their I could see them maybe starting out with an esports show and then as it gets more popular maybe jumping into a to a a whole channel but we'll, we'll just have to see it's it's looking up i mean yeah you've got Especially 12 with teams. 20 min, 20 million dollar buy in you better yeah, believe you, that a lot of these people are going to advertise yeah you've got teams that are willing to pay some good money to get into a league and you've got you got mainstream people getting into ownership you know like uh Bob Kraft, Robert Kraft, is that his name that owns the Patriots? Mm-hmm. He's obviously in. The guy, the team that actually owns, the group that owns the Raiders is is in also. They own the Gladiators, I think, mm-hmm. or the Rams. They own the Rams, I'm yeah. sorry. And then, like, you've got the CEO of the Mets. You know, the New York Mets own New York Excelsior. Yeah, and then I, Comcast. I like did, I, did I say that right, that Comcast actually is the team that owns Philadelphia? That that see that's insane. Like, it's this this league has to take off. I don't see how this league doesn't take off. And, and what's funny to me is like uh, we've got preseason standings here on our because um, you know preseason was what you know like in November I believe November October when they actually did some preseason games and tested out you know a lot of the things they're doing, and there were only let's see one two three three teams that were undefeated and that Seoul Dynasty, LA Galaxy, I mean not uh, Dallas Fuel and LA Valiant. But you know, speaking of Philadelphia, they didn't even show up for preseason. And I've got the official Twitter statement they put out, and I'll read that for you real quick, we could talk about it. But they tweeted, due to player logistic issues, the Fusion will be absent from our preseason matches. Preparations for the regular season remain on track as our players and coaches from 10 nations continue to scrimmage and work hard. We apologize to our fans in Philadelphia and around the world who are looking forward to see our preseason competition. Please stay tuned for new surrounding opportunities to connect with our team and win Fusion gear in advance of the season opener on January 11th. Now, what this tells me was they didn't have everybody ready. I don't I don't know if it was I mean like they said they had players and coaches from ten nations, but you have I, I just felt like you had to show up for for the very first preseason. To me that makes me think like, well, I mean these aren't these people or players aren't taking this seriously. Well, I mean, I don't know that you could you could say that. You're yeah. you're got people coming in from ten countries. You gotta get visas for Almost yeah, all of them. Yeah, I didn't even so, think about visas. That's true. Yeah, that I mean, and you know the the U.S. government is notorious for for act working slow, and I'm pretty sure the U.S. government is who has to okay the visas and everything. Yeah. And plus, we don't we don't know where they're coming from either. I mean, they some of them could have got caught up with the the travel bans and all that that was going on yeah. at the time. So, but it, just, it's it, it looks like they're on track. And I don't think I don't think these these preseason matches really mean anything, anyways. You had teams flying in the week of, like you had both Shanghai and Seoul coming in like the same week. How are they going to be able to fly in and deal with jet lag and then perform right. right away? You know, but that that does bring us into another thing. What's what's cool about this league is every match is live, so there's going to be no online play at all. They're all right. live and on land. 
So that's and, and like even watching the preseason, the way they had it set up, and I know you've got in here like the new camera angle, and I didn't really notice that much because I didn't I didn't watch Owl in the past or like any sort of Overwatch um, streaming. Like I played it, you know, familiar with the stuff, but it was just amazing to see this game go to this links and basically make up their own new esport and come into the scene. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love what the unique, of course, follow all these teams on Twitter, which is where they're mainly at and watching them all, all these teams come together, interact with each other and seeing the, like, I don't want to say so much a shade being thrown between the Twitters and stuff like that. It's kind of funny. Yeah. The trash talk is hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun, you know, and these are, and from what I understand, a lot of these players, I don't think there's anybody over the age of 23. I could be mistaken. I'm pretty sure like um, you had to be 18 to play in this league. Yeah. And I think like the any like any esports, the majority of like you're you're in your gaming prime from like age. I think it's like 17 to 20 or 21. I read that somewhere a long time ago. So I mean, these are. You know, a little bit younger than us. I'm 24, and you're you're 24 as well, right? Or you're no, 25. I'm, I'm 25. I'll be 26 so, this year. Right. So I mean, we're, we're we're a little bit older, but not too bad. So I'm curious to see how these kids evolve and and see where they go. And that brings me to a question: Who do you think? You know, I know we mentioned my favorite teams. Who are your teams, and who do you think is? What's your prediction for the the winning two teams? Like who's going to go against each other for the championship? Um, well, I'm pretty much solely cheering for Houston, right? And um, that is until Nashville ever decides to get into this league. Dude. If we ever put a team together, right? But I'm pretty much only for Houston, and I'm just kind of carrying over from Optic. I mm-hmm. was an Optic fan in all their other esports, so I just figured I'd hop on with the Houston bandwagon. Also, yeah, I went off of names, colors, and logos. <laughs> cool. So you went the six, you went the six year old route. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, but you know, I gotta, I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm thinking it's gonna, this year, it's gonna come down to Seoul. Mm-hmm. Will be probably the winner. They seem pretty dominant. They, they look the South Korea looked super dominant in the world. Would they call it the World Cup? Is that what they yeah. called it? This, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then I've got to say maybe Dallas. I think Dallas looked pretty good. I would I would go with them too. Well, of course I want to say LA Valiant and Seoul going against each other, which when well, never mind they couldn't do that because they're different. Um, I mean they're in the same division, so they couldn't. Oh, are they going to do that like football? Like you can't like the championship can't be between the two two teams of the same division. You know, I really don't know. I was just thinking about that, and I tried to look for. Uh, some clarification on that, and I couldn't, I couldn't find it. So, well, you know, I'm sure as we we get further and further on in these episodes and everything, we'll find out more information when it comes to it. And like speaking of rankings, I I saw ESPN Esports tweeted out earlier their list of week zero pre all uh, power rankings, and we'll just do top three real fast. Seoul Dynasty number one, London Spitfire number two, and New York Excelsior is in third place. As far as their uh, rankings, go. oh, excuse me, rankings go, and that's I haven't heard a whole bunch of from London Spitfire, and you know they went one and one in the preseason standings. Again, that doesn't mean anything, 
Yeah, and so did so did New York Excelsior went one and one. Right. And so, I mean it's uh, I don't that's what that's what's leading me to believe. I don't think these preseason matches really mattered. No. I think they were more just kind of tune up, uh just kind of bring some hype to the league that's coming up, not so much not so much like preseason football where you kinda get an idea of what the teams are gonna look like. These matches right here, they didn't mean anything. Yeah, that was just kind of probably uh, make sure all their land connections are working well, make sure they had the flow of what they wanted to do right. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, so what? Go ahead. So let, let's talk about how this is going to play out, though, because like we said, it's all going to be on land, and then all these teams are obviously they're from they're going to be living in in L.A., and then all the matches are going to be played at um, Blizzard Studios in L.A. this year. So and then while this is going on, all of these teams, you know, you've got L.A., Dallas, San Francisco, all of these teams are going to be building their own studios in their cities. And I think starting 20, the 2019 season, you're going to have a home and away games, almost like football and baseball. Dude, that's just going to be so much fun. I can't wait to see where this – I just – I feel like this is going to be the one esport in at least America where it's going to take off. Yeah, because it's it's so much more like traditional sports now. You you've got right. you've got teams that have names that you can remember, like you've got Boston Uprising, Shanghai. You you've got oh, and like they're, the they're city you live in. Yeah, like in the cities, I forget which team it was that tweeted out. I want to say it was Boston Uprising, or I'm trying to remember who it was. I'm pretty sure it was Uprising. But they had their their main roster and then the logo and then the date of the their first game on a city uh, billboard, and I was like, yes. Or it was either them or Dallas Fuel. I forget which one it was. I know it was between those two. But like seeing that picture, I was like, oh, I'm I'm getting hyped. I can't wait for this season. I can't wait to see what gets shown and the fact that they're some of these teams are doing like big time advertisement in the middle of the cities trying to get people to watch and everything. I can't wait, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's, it is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be interested to see how successful this is. And then if we start seeing other esports in the U S try to take the same approach as right. far as doing all lands, um, region locking teams pretty much as opposed to just having phase, you know, maybe we'll have like LA phase or something like that. Oh, it's gonna be, I think, dude, I'm so excited. Yeah, I just really wish Nashville would jump on board and and get a team so that we could, in 2019, just be able to go downtown and catch some matches live. Right. Do some some coverage to do some kind of live coverage would be. Well, I wonder like if who would own the Nashville team because you'd you'd have to. I don't want to say like Nashville is the most technological advanced city, or popular city for the younger age group. Uh, I want to say, as far as like the these esports players, so I don't like. I mean, you could say maybe the Titans owner, I forget her name, but yeah, I don't. I see don't. Amy I don't Adam see Strunk her buying into uh, yeah. uh, gaming, video gaming. So I just, I don't, I don't know who it would. Be. It would have to be some sort of country star, maybe, or you know, some big name musician who's kind of into it, be like, oh, you know, Nashville be a fun scene to do it in. But I don't know. You'd have to test the water somehow first before you make a $20 million commitment. Yeah, that's that's true. 
Uh, let's see. Now, what could we expect? Well, what can the listeners expect for coverage for this? Um, I know I will be rotating in and out when available, and it, I think it'll just mostly be you, right, for yeah, this podcast? This podcast in particular will be me. Um, days you can get in, you're, you're more than welcome to come on. If, if we have anybody that listens that would be interested, they can follow and tweet at us. And, I mean, I'd be more than happy to have another guest on. Right. I mean, it's yeah, I mean, just it's, to get on and talk. It's, it's going to be fun. I think we're going to be fun. I think we're going to have some good fans watching the league. So, mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. And you better believe, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll be seeing a bunch of Valiant and Uprising uh, stuff going on, especially when we – any of those teams play the Outlaws, which is JT's team, It's uh, there will be some trash talking because there's generally some trash talking between the Steelers and the Titans whenever we play. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> I can't wait, man. So we'll be – there'll just be a bunch of like uh, who won the, um, the week and yep. kind of stuff like that, like we'll, eSports analyst a little bit. Yeah, what we're um, going to do once the matches actually start up is we're going to upload every Monday recapping – uh, the last week's games, the last week's matches, get, talk about who won, who lost, um, who's looking good, who's who seems to be struggling, um, just following any kind of storylines we get throughout. Um, we may we may bring in as time goes on some um, kind of like ass hat of the week or something like that, where right. we go over who who's acting a fool on Twitter or something like that. Um, may bring out may I'm I'm thinking about bringing in like roast of the week between the teams because I've seen some pretty. No, pretty hilarious Twitter's roasts great. between the two <laughs> between the different Twitter accounts. Um, that's the one thing I got to say about Houston is Houston's not really been real active on their Twitter. Like you have, like I had London. I saw London Spitfire and the Gladiators were going back and forth today, and I've seen. Uh, I can't remember which team it was. One team, I'm, I almost swear they hired the Wendy's Twitter person because <laughs> they're just going insane on anybody they can and i think that's i think that's going to bring in fans anyways if if you know you see your your favorite team's twitter handling situations like that you're going to bring in more people because i mean one it's funny and humor brings in a lot of fans and like i know the la valiant their twitter is a bunch of um like i follow them on snapchat as well but like their Twitters are more of like they have a bunch of fan art that people draw for them and their roster people and it's I mean, it's pretty cool. But I mean you know fan art's not really my thing. I would I would love to see like updates of what's going on. Like their Snapchat is not really active. I'm actually going to double check right now. It's, it's not really active until like their games and stuff like that. So I'm like, uh, you know, I, I would like to see more Snapchat stuff, yeah. especially because that appeases to this generation more than anything. Yeah, um, I've also noticed there's not really anyone updating too much on on Instagram either. That's the platform I follow most everyone on. And um, I do know Houston has their own. I mean, obviously, Houston, though, being optic, they're they're real big into content anyways. So they're they're always going to be a good source to get content from on YouTube as far as behind the scenes stuff and everything. I really wish we would see more teams doing that like, um, Optic Gaming's Vision series is oh awesome. their YouTube channel yes and then they actually started a Houston YouTube channel and they're doing something similar to Vision except it's called Focus and it's kind of the same premise as Vision 
which Vision is just, you know, it was behind, started out as kind of behind the scenes following their professional their professional teams on their on their paths to championships and whatnot. Yeah, did just updates. Like the videographers or the photographer just win a, he he just won an esports award. This yeah, year. for videographer of the year. Yeah, and that's no. Does he do, is he the one that did the the vision you're talking about? Yeah, he's he's oh, the the awesome. head producer of it, and See, he does all the filming and interviewing and stuff for that. And they've but anyway, so Houston the Outlaws they've they've started something called Focus. Which is mm. the same premise, just focused on the Houston Outlaws, though. So I'm, oh. I'm, I'm really enjoying that series. I wish we would see more teams kind of jump into that content side. And yeah, because that just would get be, you a behind the scenes. That would look be awesome. What, yes, seeing like the the team, you know, connect and not, you know, not so much like a reality TV show, but like you see how many times you get to see practices of like NFL teams, MLB teams. Like that would be kind of fun, like to see the room they practice in, where they're staying at, like then their digs and stuff like that, and see what like their daily routine is, and like their thoughts after matches, before matches, stuff like that. Yeah, oh, there was one team. It might have been Valiant that um, they had a little series from the preseason matches. They had the owner and or, or manager sitting behind the scenes watching everything and he can hear what they were saying in the headset on his headset. And like when the matches would end, you know, he was able to chime in and be like, Hey, you know, we, this is what y'all are doing really well. We need to tone it back here, do this, this, and this. It was like a five minute video. And I was like, oh, see, wow, I would love cool. to watch Like that's pretty much what focus is. You know, it's just, that's, I would love to see that kind of interactions between the teams and stuff like that. Yeah. I just, I just wish they would, they would bring it more out because especially with, the um the leagues aren't real popular yet, you know. I mean, they're popular amongst the people who enjoy them, but as far as mainstream following, they're not. And I think doing stuff like that would help bring people in because you would see that these aren't kids that are just living in mom and dad's basement. Yeah, doing you know playing video games. These are these are these professionals. Are professionals, absolutely. Yeah, they're professionals. They're they're carrying themselves as professionals. Yeah, they're goofing off and whatnot, but I mean, they're they're but, younger. They're yeah, they're younger, younger they're younger kids and they're I mean they're they're working to get sponsorships the same way as athletes do. I mean you and had that's like some of the crazy you, things that like a lot of these people make more money than the ones that are making fun of these kids for like, oh you're a professional gamer. They're, I'm like, dude, they make more money than you do. Absolutely. I mean how how else can you have someone who's able to stay home and stream at full time or anything? They there's money to be made, it's just you gotta be entertaining. Yep. And and treat it like a job. I mean, you can't. You that's basically what it comes down to. Yeah, they're playing a video game, but it's it's being treated as if it's a job. Right. And like the, mm-hmm. like if they do like a you know a generic playoffs and championships, I think it'd be fun to have me and you over at a house and streaming it like on our like a maybe like a nerdwide Twitch or nerdwide YouTube and stream and watch it, and you know our viewers and listeners could watch it live with us. Yeah, that may be something we look into doing. I think that would be pretty fun if uh, we had the the resources to 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 do that. Right, trying to see all my, all these uh, gears are going in my head, thinking about stuff like that. I'm excited. So we can expect episodes every Monday. The season starts. This will this be uploaded Wednesday, Monday. I believe. So like, yeah, two, this will be uploaded. Yeah, two days from now as the season starts. Then, oh, dude, I can't wait. Oh, can you imagine? Ah, all right. Um, 
you have anything else you want to talk about before the season starts or I feel yeah, like no, we, I we think, covered the majority of everything there. I think we've covered the majority of everything. I'm going to try to do some write-ups each night of the, cause you know, we, they play matches like three or four nights a week right? and it's three matches a night. So I'm going to try to do um, articles breaking down the, that day's matches and those will come up the day after I'm hoping don't hold me to that yet. Right. But we'll just focus on getting the podcast, but as I get more time on my hands, I'm going to also do uh, daily write-ups on breaking down the matches and who won, who lost, and stuff like that. Excellent. Too. Oh, I can't wait, man. And you'll be able to find all that at nerdwide.com. That a boy. Look at you. All right. Give them, the, give them the outro, and we'll sign off, and we'll come back next week. All right, yeah. Um, guys, make sure, um, if you enjoyed us, uh, rate this on iTunes. If you didn't enjoy it, uh, don't bother because that's not going to help us. <laughs> um, if you also enjoyed us, share it on your favorite social media platform. You can follow us on Twitter at nerd underscore wide, or you can follow me at Justin C. Taylor 92, and you can follow Tyler at Ty underscore Haynes, H-A-I-N-E-S. boy. And as always, I'm your host, JT, with... <laughs> the okayest boss in the world, Tyler Haynes. We hope you enjoy this first week of Al, and we'll see you next Monday. Have a good one, everybody. Get ready. It's going to get hype. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs>